Lamar Jackson has officially made it public that he has requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens. Could he go? Where could he go in this 2023 offseason if he was to be traded? All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day and we have a statement from Lamar Jackson and this is sort of the new era that we live in Matt and uh, in some ways I like it a lot in some ways it's frustrating that he doesn't have an agent to leak things out you know weeks in advance and he hasn't been super um, you know active on social media but we do have now some insight into what's going on with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And there was some whispers last week that maybe he felt like he was done with the Baltimore Ravens. And now he comes out with his own statement saying as such and saying that on March 2nd, he officially requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens saying, um, uh, saying a lot, but uh, what one part of the quote was no matter how far I go, where my career takes me, I'll continue to be, close to my fans of the Baltimore flock nation and the entire state of Maryland. And uh, that, that is, uh, that is his request now, Matt. So uh, it's, it's multiple fold here with what we think is going on with Lamar Jackson. Is this a, just a negotiating tactic for Lamar Jackson? Cause we see a handful of players, every single off season request a trade. And most of them actually, it's more often that they don't get traded than they do get traded. Is this right. a negotiating tactic from Lamar Jackson or you think he's really done with the Ravens? And do you think the Ravens would actually entertain this actual idea of trading him? Is, is this a possibility, do you think? Because before now, I would have said, ah, it's not going to happen. The Ravens are going to match, and he's going to stay a Raven for a long time. But if he wants out and the Ravens have uh, any second thoughts about signing him to a long-term deal, maybe this is the best for both sides. So first off, I mean, for all of you watching on YouTube, you can see I'm not in my basement with the Sidney Crosby jersey over my shoulder. I mean, I am in my hotel here in Phoenix at the owner's meetings. I'll have some stories for you there. But I don't have anyone in my ear saying Lamar's going to the Colts or I don't have any inside scoop. Don't get me wrong. You didn't have any conversations with the Baltimore Ravens owner? No, I was okay. two two tables away this morning from Coach Harbaugh and he was getting okay. mobbed. But uh, yeah. I, I wasn't sitting there chatting with him, having a beer. However, we'll be in the same place in about three hours, and I doubt you know Coach and I will be chatting about Lamar's future. Well, but hey, whatever, get him, get him, get him lubed up. Get, you know, yeah, get yeah. Yeah. flowing. I don't know what his drink of choice is, but uh, <laughs> whatever but it is, I'll, I'll share it with him. I don't know if it's milk like his brother. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe we, we can get a little insight here, and that that's what happens at these owner meetings too. Because I mean, the coaches yeah. are there, the GMs are there as well. It's not just for the owners. So there's a lot of people around that could. Uh, could make some things happen in the NFL circles. Oh yeah. I mean, it's every owner, you know, their families, their wives, et cetera, every GM, um, every head of media and basically every head coach, you don't see coordinators, running back coaches walking around. I mean, it's like the biggest dogs in the organization in a wonderful place. And tonight's a huge party that they'll all be at, but anyway, we'll talk, you know, that kind of fun stuff in a bit, maybe here, but um, 
I don't know. Uh, I, my thought was, why wouldn't Lamar come here? He could just walk over to the Colts owners and say, hey, let's have a chat. You know, like he's allowed to do that now. Like, why not just show up here and walk around and, you know, talk to people directly with his mom, without whatever, you know, just kind of see who's interested and they would steal the show. I think non-coincidentally, this news came out. Like when I got here, I got here real, really early this morning to the hotel where everything's being broadcasted. And I heard as soon as I walked in, Lamar's requesting a trade before it became public knowledge. What became public knowledge, almost the second Coach Harbaugh sat down at the table at the coach's breakfast this morning. Like, it, it, it was kind of crazy. Like, that could not have been a coincidence. Maybe but Lamar was, Jackson is there, and he's like, oh, this is going to be the perfect now. time. Send. Yeah, all right, boom. Yeah, right now. Tell me when he's open, you know. Um, I don't know. I really don't. I, I, I don't know how many suitors he has. Like, I believe that Washington is out of it. Atlanta's been – sort of quiet on purpose, but they don't seem super interested. I keep going back to the Colts and I wonder, you know, is, you know, like he could sign the franchise tag and sign and trade, you know, like it doesn't have to be the Colts or team X offers him a contract. The Ravens decide the match, you know, there could be a deal in place. And I wonder, would four get it done straight up? You know, four in a future second as opposed to two first. Because if I'm the Colts, two first has to happen after the draft for me. You know, like I'm not psyched to give you four. You know, I'm going to draft Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, and then I'm going to make an offer for him that you won't match or whatever. If it was the Colts, and I want to talk about which teams it could be, which ones it makes sense, I think the Colts are probably number one on my list. Not sure where they are on your list, Matt, but – four is worth two ones so if the colts if it's two ones then the colts could make a trade and turn that into two ones and if the ravens want two ones they could get four and then trade from there and 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 potentially get two ones now you need a dance partner there but i would argue that that four is worth two ones especially if you're considering generic the other team might be that could make the deal and their two ones are worse than the single four from the colts Yeah, and if you're the Colts, and they are my number one, I'm having a hard time coming up with other names, to be very honest with you, where Lamar makes sense. Unless for some craziness, Aaron Rodgers doesn't end up with the Jets. I mean, then the Jets might be like, well, pivot to Lamar. But they couldn't be any different quarterbacks. Um, So what we've never thrown this scenario out there. What stops the Colts? Maybe it's on draft day. Maybe it's well before. I'm in love with Young. I'm in love with Stroud. But they're gone. I mean, I, I don't have a shot at them at four. The other two quarterbacks are fine, but I'm not in love with them. They could trade down to 31 and still trade and still do the deal for two firsts and make it a contract that Baltimore either matches or don't. You know, like it doesn't. Or and and this is where if you are the Colts, you can kind of wait and see. And even if you think that it's something you would want to do, clearly the market for Lamar Jackson isn't moving super quickly. And that right. it could happen instantly. You know, maybe there is a conversation that's happening right now as we speak between, you know, I bet there's some of teams and it's like, okay, what do you think? Can we get this done? This and this. Okay. Okay. The trade is done. But if you're the Colts, you probably want to finish your evaluations because maybe uh, Anthony Richardson, a rookie contract, you kind of squint your eyes and you say, well, maybe this is Lamar Jackson, but without the contract anyway. So let's just go this cheaper route mm-hmm. and go with this super talented, 6'4", 240-pound version of what we think could be eventually be, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson-level 
player in the NFL and, and let's go that route instead. But they need to finish those evaluations. They need to have them in on a 30 visit. They need to, you know, finish all of their evaluations, know where their pick is, know where their pick stands. And then maybe after the draft, then maybe then there's the two ones. And we're talking about 2024 and 2025 with your first round pick. So I do think a team like the Colts could be interested and maybe not ready to move on something with Lamar just because they're not done and don't have their ducks in a row as far as what exactly their board is going to look like for the draft and want to see that all play out first. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, I think it's very telling that the three teams in the league that have made the fewest moves by leaps and leaps and bounds are the Packers, Ravens, Colts. Two of them are trying to trade an MVP quarterback and have a huge chunk of their contract or their salary cap tied up in that player right now. And they're not going to cut Lamar to sign, you know, Jacoby Myers or whatever. And the Colts have, all they've really done is sign Matt Gay. Yeah. I mean, like they've done next to nothing. Are they preparing to inherit a huge contract like Lamar, you know, or at least have left that on the table? Cause it's not like they don't need things. They've needed more than Matt Gay. Right. That's not going to put him over the top. has to be up unless Chris Ballard just doesn't care if he gets fired because eventually, and I understand the way Chris Ballard operates and you don't want to overpay and you want to draft and develop and do everything organically with your football team. But at some point you have to start winning football games. And so, and you got to figure out who your quarterback is going to be. And right now you're behind the eight ball with that, with the fourth pick in the draft, two are going to go at one and two, most likely. And someone could jump in at three and get one from you as well. So, um, more on that, more on the Colts, where they're at, and some other teams that could potentially mm-hmm. be homes that are not in Baltimore for Lamar Jackson next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. The tournament is heating up. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. And tourney time is the perfect time because right now FanDuel gives you a no sweat first bet. That's right. Up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win for new customers, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet. And then you can wager on everything. You've got the NCAA tournament money lines, point spreads, uh, which team will be cutting down the net NBA NHL getting close to playoff time, major league baseball season getting going this week. And you can bet on that every day of the summer all year long. So don't miss your chance at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, make every moment more with FanDuel. When it comes to, okay, I want to start with the Colts and then, and then we'll throw out okay. some other teams there as it pertains to Lamar Jackson. And we know that the Ravens have to be willing. And I, I don't feel like they're willing yet. And I have felt like the whole time their angle I is. I do. Okay, go I negotiate. Think they're sick of it. I think they're sick of it. Okay, okay. Well, well let's, okay, let's yeah. go there then because I think that's an important wrinkle to all this because the, the Ravens have to be willing. This whole offseason has felt like the Ravens feel pretty good where they're at. And. Yeah. We'll play chicken with you. Go, yeah, go test the waters. We'll sign an offer sheet and, and, you know, maybe if it's, maybe you'll show us that it's way far off from what we have and you'll get that deal and, and we'll just match it and we'll be good. Mm-hmm. And you did the work for us. Like me. You know, right. Matt, you feel like it's maybe not that at this point. I think there's a divorce coming. I don't think Lamar wants to be there. I think the Ravens have had enough. And that's not anyone here at the owners. If I was in Pittsburgh in my basement, I kind of would feel the same way today. I think this is dragged on long enough. But I find what really is interesting is, as we started to show, besides Indy, 
who else is in the Lamar market? And maybe more are having that conversation right now over a toddy over at the, the Biltmore down the street. And I bet they are like, all right, let's revisit this. <laughs> you know, we've said well, we, my know. thing is if, 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 if the belief around the league and if, if Baltimore wanted to move on, it would behoove them to let teams that would be interested know that, oh, this isn't just us going to match everything. Let's mm-hmm. talk about this. And if that's the case, why aren't more teams interested and involved here? Because I think it would be super easy for a lot of teams to get a lot better really quick. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta's the best team in that division doing this. I mean, Washington right. would be interesting, except they don't really have an owner at this point. And the Colts, too. The Colts, the Colts absolutely. Falcons or the Titans. You could say any of those teams would be immediately the favorite in their division if they made this one move. Yeah, 100 percent. And I I, th- I find it baffling that there aren't teams lining up unless it's, hey, we can't really get in touch with this guy. He doesn't have an agent, all that stuff that we've talked about a lot. I mean, I, so all that stuff's great. I think one of the most interesting angles and trust me, we've been talking about this on Steeler Nation Radio today because they're the, the heated rivals, the hated Ravens. Assuming Lamar goes, who's their quarterback this year? I mean, like, who's left? I mean, you maybe get Desmond Ritter back. I mean, well, that's not good. And, and so and that's the other thing. If the Ravens are willing to do this, they don't want to wait for a team to – you don't want to wait for the – because the ideal thing for the Colts would be – if I'm Chris Ballard on the Colts, my my number one plan would be, well, let's just let all the teams go crazy for these quarterbacks that we don't think are amazing anyway. Mm-hmm. Get four, and we'll draft Will Anderson at four, and then hey, here's the next two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson. Now yeah. you're talking if you're the Colts, right? Like how, that would be the ideal scenario number one. If you're the Ravens, you want to be able to figure some things out this year before the draft, so you know what your quarterback's going to be going into the year. Because the Ravens aren't a team that all of a sudden is like, oh yeah, guess what? We're rebuilding all of a sudden. Like, yeah. That's not where the Ravens want to be in a month. No, 100. percent And again, the Colts, the Ravens, the Packers have done nothing to help themselves in free agency, and now the best guys are gone. And sure, you could pick up some things or. You know, all of a sudden we have all this cap space. We set a third round pick for Arizona for DeAndre Hopkins. But like, yeah, I mean, there, there's things you could do, you know, once you open up cap space. But it's not, you know, you'd have been nice to sign Jacoby Myers or whomever. It didn't cost right. you picks or whatever. So, I, I, I mean, think if you're Todd Monken. You just got hired as the Ravens offensive coordinator. Hey, Todd, you know, you're an innovative guy. You've run a lot of different stuff. We love your ideas. And we've realized that this exact style of offense has probably run its course with Lamar. Why don't you start installing some new stuff? Sure. I'm hired. I'm, 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 I'm in coach Harbaugh. Well, what's he been able to do in the last month? <laughs> you know, like nothing. I mean, very little. And they haven't even added a wide receiver they need, or, you know, maybe they draft Quentin Johnston and okay, but you know, that's not remedying anything. The Washington Commanders, I would say, is the number two team after the Colts. If I was trying yeah. to power rank potential landing spots, getting them to the NFC would probably be something I'm sure the Ravens right. wouldn't mind doing. Right. But they're kind of in the same market. And so maybe that's not oh, right, the right, right team because they have to sell his house. Yeah. <laughs> they right, really right. want to, like, there's a lot of crossover. In fact, a lot of fans uh, with, I, I know the baseball teams there. There was a lot of Orioles fans that were Baltimore Orioles fans that all of a sudden they're like, oh, cool. We we got a Washington baseball team now. Again, we can be a Washington Nationals fan now. And it's like that intertwined those fan bases and they're very close to each other. Mm-hmm. He talks about, uh, you know, Maryland and, and how close that is there. By the way, is that you've covered the you've covered the Steelers for a long time and, and mm-hmm. you know that division really well. 
Baltimore Flock Nation? Is that what they call themselves? I don't know if I've ever heard that before I before uh, Lamar Jackson put it out there. It seems weak to me, but I'm a little biased. I mean, come on, come up with a tougher name than that. I, 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 I don't know. Um, no nation on the end of anything. Washington's a team I'm the maddest at. And maybe it comes down to the ownership and we're selling and we can't do this right now, you know. But Washington could have him for 16 overall and next year's first, which is probably in the 20s in the NFC. That's a playoff team with Lamar. And 16 this year is like nothing. Is Daniel Snyder at the owners' meetings? I don't know. I will find that out tonight. Okay. Report back tomorrow. I That's my mission for tonight's party I'm going to. I, I will <laughs> did see. You, did you hear the quote from – uh, Mike McDaniel about no. Washington because he used to be a an assistant coach there under okay. Shanahan's uh, with Washington back in the day, and uh, he's he was asked about the the potential sale of Washington and I, I don't know what the the line of questioning was. All I saw was his ten second answer, and he said that franchise is worth how much, <laughs> and they. <laughs> And they wouldn't give us free coffee. <laughs> that was his. That was his response. I think a lot of people that used to be employees with the Washington uh, football team uh, aren't fond of the organization. But I thought that one was really funny, and uh, it would be interesting if Dan Snyder was the only owner not there at the meetings. I, if there's one that I would say isn't here, that would be my first vote. But I will look into that and f- get some scoop if if Mr. Snyder's here. Maybe I'll even see him at the bar. Who knows? Um. I want to talk Niners quarterbacks with you a little bit. Lamar Jackson to the Niners. What about that one for a dark horse? See, I'm thinking Lance to the Ravens. You got to get a quarterback back if you're the Ravens. But not Jackson to the Niners. You could. Oh, we're going three team here. I think Jackson to the Colts. Lance to the Ravens. Purdy and Sam are your quarterbacks with some picks. Oh, so the Niners recoup picks in the situation. They get picks for Lance, and okay. they they have Sam hold down the fort until Brock's ready. Because I, you know, it's better than I do. But by all accounts, Lance is much further along physically, health wise, than Purdy is. Yes, and and even Lance isn't one hundred percent fully cleared yet, as far as I know. Right, but right, should right. be by the time those you know pre draft OTAs and everything start. Like he's he's right there, but he's obviously been hurt this whole season and, and had to have a second procedure to get some hardware out of his 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 ankle mm-hmm. that was bothering him a little bit. Um, that that's an interesting one, especially on the heels of what John Lynch said at the owners' meetings right. today about the 49ers quarterback situation. So let's get into that next. Cause that's that what I want to do part yeah. of this, this, um, uh, and I'm maybe a little too close to fire. So I, I'm going to give you my take on that. And I want to hear what you have to say. And I've already okay. heard a little bit there. I like that. I like that. <laughs> no, uh, it just kind of dawned on me about an hour ago. Like who the night, yeah. who can the Ravens get? Well, there's this guy in San Francisco that runs a similar style. That's an interesting one. And then maybe some insight of what it's like for you and, and what you, yeah, it's been cool here. I want to tell you meetings in Arizona yeah. as well. Next. Thank you once again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you check out Locked On NFL Draft, the brand new Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. They're also the hosts of Locked On Dolphins and Locked On Bills, and they're breaking down the draft, breaking down free agency in the offseason, doing team building stuff all year long, as we all do every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And don't forget, your team is also covered, no matter the sport. At Locked On. So you got to be checking out your favorite team's daily podcasts. 
John Lynch was speaking to reporters today, and he said what we've kind of suspected. So it's not a, a shock for me to hear this, but I was a little surprised to hear John Lynch say it. And I didn't know if he would kind of play mm-hmm. coy about the, the 49ers quarterback situation all offseason long. But he said that Brock Purdy, in his limited action last year as a rookie, earned the right to be the leader in the clubhouse to be QB one for the San Francisco 49ers this year. The big problem there is he's got a huge bionic elbow right now, just had elbow surgery and his six month timeline from surgery puts him right about week one from when he could potentially be cleared. So we still don't know when exactly and what that's going to look like and how his arm is going to bounce back, how rusty Brock Purdy is going to be. And remember he was just a rookie going into year two and, and he needed a whole off season, like any second year quarterback would to be the best version of himself. So John Lynch saying that we still don't know exactly the timeline and, and what Brock Purdy is going to look like and when he's going to look like the guy he's going to look like. So that leaves an opportunity for Trey Lance, who the 49ers traded up to get number three, a couple of years ago in the 2021 draft and recently signed backup quarterback, Sam Darnold, who's on a $4.5 million one-year contract. So when I heard John Lynch say that, I, I was not surprised because it's what we've kind of said, and we've heard some players talk about it. And, and in, in very short order, Brock Purdy really sort of won over the 49ers locker room, and he was so prepared, and he played some really good football. He played probably the best f- quarterback we've seen in the Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch era for the 49ers, even, you know, better than the best Jimmy Garoppolo stuff and better than we've seen yet from Trey Lance. And we know how talented Trey Lance is uh, and the door is still open for him. Leader in the clubhouse. I I talked about this on the podcast on Locked On 49ers today, Matt. Uh, Leader in the clubhouse means you have the best score when your round was over, but the other guys are still playing. Their round is not over. (laughs) That doesn't mean you won the tournament. The, you're watching the tv in the clubhouse yeah the best score from the guys that are finished and and he has he can't he can't change his score right now because he's injured so we'll see if sam darnold or uh more likely trey lance are able to be the guy that the 49ers want to go with in week one and i really think sam darnold is just insurance for the 49ers a veteran safety net for the 49ers but it if the 49ers really believe that purdy is the guy and he will be back by week one or at some point early in the season mm-hmm. and feel comfortable enough with Sam Darnold holding down the fort until then. I don't think it's crazy that they would at least field offers. And they, and, and John Lynch said that he would, they would, they'd listen to all trade offers kind of thing, you know, um, as it pertains to Trey Lance. So a team could come calling for Trey Lance. Would they give up what the 49ers would need to part with a guy who could still be a, a really good football player that they thought so much of, and they're ready to go with as the starter last year. I don't know if that'll happen, but it's not impossible. And I've talked about this on the show, Matt, with you. If Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, I would be the the craziest Trey Lance trade conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist out there because I think they would have they would definitely try to do a deal for Trey Lance if they believe that much in Brock Purdy. So that being said, three way <laughs> I like your three way idea of Trey Lance to Baltimore, Lamar Jackson to Indy, Indy. And the 49ers recouping some picks because of Lance and Chris McCaffrey. They don't have a pick until 99 overall. Yes. Okay. okay. So lots to unpack. You, you said your two cents and I'm not going to yeah. fight you on it, but uh, there was a couple things the Niners have done that I find telling and raised an eyebrow for me as an unob- uh, you know, objective outsider. He said three-way committee today or three-way um, competition today. So from what I remember, he th- th- this is where the reporting gets hazy because okay. people hear this is a Rorschach test. People hear what they want to hear. 
Mm-hmm. What I heard was you're hearing what you want to hear. I think. What I heard was <laughs> Brock Purdy is the leader in the clubhouse. So he, yeah. if they if they wrote down a, a depth chart on paper, Brock Purdy's QB one, Trey Lance is QB two, and Sam Darnold's QB three. Because okay. when he was asked about the quarterbacks, he he talked about them in that order, and he had to be asked again about Sam Darnold's role. And he said, Oh yeah. And it was kind of like, Oh yeah. And Sam Darnold's competing too. But I got the idea that it was like, okay, we, let's, let's cross our fingers and see what we get in Trey Lance. Maybe he's takes that step and he's more than Brock Purdy. Now he's the guy. Uh, and if not, cause there's a wide range of outcomes, maybe Trey Lance is complete bust. And then like, well, I guess we're going to go with Sam Darnold because Brock Purdy's not there yet. Um, and the dollars that Sam Darnold got wasn't even great money for a backup quarterback. So I think when you put it all together, Sam Darnold is a clear three to me. And when he said the word competition, he was, he said it in a way that someone asked again, like, Oh yeah, but what about Sam Darnold? He's like, Oh yeah, he's competing too. It wasn't like, Hey guys, we got a three-way quarterback competition. That's not not the way he said it. That's not the way he phrased it. If you go back and and listen to that interview, um, I think you'll hear it closer to the way I heard it, but a lot of people will make that sound closer. And to be realistic, it, it probably is pretty close because there's no there's no uh, track record for any of these guys to just say, well, here's this guy's going to be this. I have no idea what any of those three quarterbacks is going to look like. Okay, so that's I, I didn't study the interview like you did. And that all adds up to me. Plus, you might have told Sam when you signed him, you're going to be in the mix from day one. So you yeah. don't want to be like, wow, no, Sam's got no chance. You know, a, a couple of weeks after a week after signing the poor guy. But I also it, two things raised an eyebrow. One was the three way, you know, three way thing. And you alleviated that. But also when a team acts that quickly and grabs a quarterback now in free agency, that was the one they wanted. I mean, he was their target, in my opinion. And there's all these talk that, you know, Shanahan's been enamored with Darnold way back to the USC days. And the guy's only 24 or 25 years old. I bet he looks at him and says, I can turn that guy into something as I have with many quarterbacks before. So here's my tinfoil hat scenario with how all this is laying out. And I am not you know, putting my reputation on the line that this is how it works out. But who says no if it goes down this way? The draft happens. The Colts take Will Anderson at four. The second after that, they offer a, a deal to the Ravens or, or a contract to Lamar. First of all, if I'm offering a contract to Lamar, why not give him a three-year deal fully guaranteed? Because then he can say he wins. I get a fully guaranteed deal. Three years from now, he gets another deal, even if he gets hurt all three of those years. He's still going to get another contract. He'll be a football player year four from now. And people make it too big a deal about this guaranteed thing because if I make Lamar an offer, a three-year deal in particular, I'm not cutting him in year one. I'm not cutting him in year two. You know, like, he's getting the money anyway. I mean, whether it's guaranteed or not. Maybe after year two, if it's a disaster, you want to get out of it. But a three-year deal to me at a very, you know, reason, a big dollar amount is the way to handle this. Because then everyone can say they win. So, I would, I, okay, One thing I would say about that as far as the contract, I would bet that the Ravens contract kind of looks like that. It's just five years where the first three are guaranteed. And then you can get out of it. And it right. looks better so in the agent. Yeah, right, right, right. Be bigger total dollars with the same amount of guarantees. So I don't know if that would really help 
from the Ravens side of something they don't want to do or Lamar's side. Cause he wouldn't get to say, Hey, I just signed up $300 million contract or whatever. Okay. So, okay. Bear with me here. Okay. So the Col- two scenarios, either the Colts call up the Ravens today and say, Lamar and I have a deal in place. Franchise tag aside, we'll send you four for Lamar or they wait till after the draft draft Will Anderson and do the two first rounds in the future for Lamar. And they give him a great contract and Baltimore there says yay or nay. And then they have to roll the dice if they just did the negotiating for them or not. Then in turn, the Ravens call your Niners either now-ish or immediately post-draft. And at that point, Lance is healthier and say our original first or future first we just picked up for Lance. So the Ravens end up with more draft capital, swap out Lamar for Lance. The Colts end up with Lamar and either have number four or their short picks in the, in the you know, they're, they're, somehow they lost picks. Mm-hmm. Your Niners that are light on picks go into camp with Darnold and an injured Purdy, but way more picks than they would have had. A premium pick at a minimum. And the Ravens play the same offense with Lance that they did with you know Lamar to some degree, but they're younger and cheaper there. No, I I don't hate it at all. Or just uh, even if it was even Lamar ends up somewhere else or the Lamar thing doesn't get figured out, I do think there's a lot of options for the Colts not to just sit it for and draft a quarterback mm-hmm. they don't love. And Lance could be part of that. And and by the way, I would be willing to bet Trey Lance has as good a grade, maybe even a better grade in 2021 than who's sitting there on the board for them at number four because maybe, I know yeah, from yeah. A, a post draft, um, uh, I forget what it was called, but it's a you know the Colts. Uh, video on Colts.com where they go through and they follow the draft and and everything's blurred out, but you can see Trey Lance that the 49ers drafted has the blue star and mm. uh, only like one or two players in every draft gets a, the blue right the, right, blue, right. Uh, the blue Colt put your reputation blue, on the line blue horseshoe or, yeah, whatever yeah. it is that they put next to the player they really like and would love a chance to draft. Trey Lance was that for the Colts. They loved Trey Lance before the 2021 draft. Obviously couldn't get up high enough. And they even had some conversations in trading up in that draft to go get um, um, Justin Fields, but couldn't get, you know, couldn't give up, give up a package better than what the the Bears ended up giving to go trade up for him instead. So um, even the Colts, just without the Lamar thing, the Colts making an offer for Trey Lance, I could absolutely see it making some sense. I could see it making some sense for, the Texans as well. If the Texans say, well, we only liked one guy and guess what? Now we're going to take the best player in the draft. who's not a quarterback at two because our, our quarterback got taken at one. And then maybe we'll talk about Trey Lance or, you know, and we just hired our coordinator for, or right. the, the Niners coordinator, of course. Right. And, right, and Rand right. Carthon just came from the 49ers front office was part of drafting Lance and he's in Tennessee now and they could use a quarterback in the future. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I think if, if those people who were around Lance truly do like him, I could see those being a possibility because that's a way of getting still a high upside player who's still very young. And, uh, you know, he's younger than Hendon Hooker. You're going to draft yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Colts. Would you rather have Trey Lance or Hendon Hooker for the 35th pick in the draft? The only fly in the ointment is Lance has now played two years and I'm, I'm getting him deep into his rookie contract. And right. I still don't know any more about him than then, but I'm still probably buying him at 80 cents on the dollar. Four, yeah. Four games to watch some tape and there's going to be some stuff that you don't like, but some stuff mm-hmm. you really do like, and you yeah. know, he's been coached by Kyle Shanahan for a couple of years. Does that help over somebody in the draft? By the way, Hendon Hooker, I don't think Hendon Hooker is even much younger than Sam Darnold. Now that I think about it. I don't think he is. Right. Yeah, <laughs> they're similar. Right. 
That's pretty crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, so, so there is some opportunity for some other things. And I just don't think the draft is going to go as chalky. So one of these teams, the Texans, the the Colts, especially those two teams, I feel like one of those teams is going to pass on quarterback and screw up everybody's mock draft. I can see that too. I, I think it comes down to, I think a lot of teams think there's two franchise quarterbacks in this draft, not four. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there's a team out there that loves Richardson, but maybe they already have a guy, you know, or, you know, I mean, there's, I just think that consensus is there's two that are going to go high in any draft. The other two, everyone's going to have a mixed bag on and, and three, if you include hooker. And then if those quarterbacks start to tumble, then you get a team that you didn't expect that drafts one of the quarterbacks, you know, in the teens and right. like, Tampa. Oh, I didn't see that come and that changes right. everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what makes the draft so fun because it's never chalky. Like you think it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And some of these teams got to have some, some tricks up their sleeves. I'm going to go record though. I think Lamar moves. Okay. I think Rogers is a jet whenever that, that happens. And I'm going to go 50, 50 that Lance is a niner. I like it. Oh, those are fun storylines. I can't wait to yeah, see yeah, yeah. those we'll come see. to fruition. And we, we were going to talk a little bit about the owners meetings, but Matt, you're about to go cocktailing tonight. So I think tomorrow be might better be better to do tomorrow, a better time to, yeah, to get yeah, some yeah. more stories from what it's like at the owners meetings right now. And who knows, maybe you get some insight for what uh, one of those deals could involve potentially coming up sometime soon. So let's do that. Absolutely. Could Thanks everybody day. for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen back tomorrow, right here, Peacock and Williamson.